Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Hello and welcome to Bookworms. My name is Bex and I love books and I have got lots of book goss on the way for you. We'll be talking Yoto Carnegie Awards Plus. First, we have got the author Joe Haddow and illustrator Ellie Hawes. They're here to tell us about their brand new book, Art is Everywhere. What exactly is art and when can we do it and why and where? Well, luckily, they're here to tell us. I am joined right now by author Joe Haddow and illustrator Ellie Halls. Hey guys, and welcome to Fun Kids. Hello. Hello, thank you. Now, I have been reading your book and it's fair to say I feel inspired to go out and do as much art as possible. But the question is, <laughs> which bit of art? Uh, Joe, can you explain to us a little bit about the book? It tells us basically art is, as the book says, everywhere, right? <laughs> it is. Well, I think so anyway. And thank you so much for, for reading it. And I'm so glad to hear that you've been inspired by our little book. Yes, I had this idea that I wanted to celebrate the joy of being creative. Um, we often sort of don't think about creativity and the arts as something that should be celebrated all the time, or that it's something that we should be doing alongside our everyday lives and in school and in education. So we put this book together, which celebrates all these different art forms like music and dance and poetry and writing and acting. It's its meant to be a sort of inspiring book for any aspiring artists, I suppose, as well as just being an entertaining read. I've got to say, I do feel every now and again the urge to be creative. It's a bit like you've got to scratch an itch almost. And uh, reading this book, I was like, there are so many ways I could do it. I had no <laughs> idea. It didn't, didn't even occur to me. Poetry and, of course, dance is all like there's lots of things that are classed as art. It's not just painters, right? Absolutely. When I was a kid, actually, I thought that an artist had to be someone who painted or, you know, uh, mm. uh, used a paintbrush or some pens or pencil and sort of created something that then would hang on a wall. And for years, I thought this until I realised that the term artist can mean anyone who's doing an art form, who's being creative. Um, we are being creative now. We are artists right now doing this show. And I think I wanted to just sort of dispel that myth of artists are not just painters, although artists are painters and sculptors and they are uh, designers and they are dancers. Uh, you know, I really just wanted to shine a light on all art forms and the fact that you can be creative with whatever your sort of passion is. Now, I feel like we should bring Ellie in here because Ellie, of course, we're not doing down what you do as well because you have made some amazing illustrations for the book. Reading through the book, it's kind of brought to life by your pictures. Uh, were there some people in general that you loved drawing in the book? Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. It's really, it's really nice to, you know, do illustrations that are just expressing the general mood of the book, but also drawing these people too. So, you know, I love doing people like Maisie Williams. She's a very, you know, recognisable face. Rosie Jones, the comedian, love that. I, I love doing all of them, to be honest. They're all different. They're all very intelligent <laughs> in their own right. So, yeah. 
Have you uh, have you had any feedback from anybody? Will you send their pictures to them maybe? See if they'd like to frame them, put them on the wall? I don't know. I think Joe's been speaking to a couple of them about the um, book. I've seen some photos that he's been sharing. Well, yeah. Rosie Jones got her copy just the other week and was very pleased with her illustration i have to say ellie and yeah lots of because we feature three different artists in each chapter so Mm -hmm. we've selected sort of three artists that are doing the art form whether that be dance or comedy or music or one of the many that i've mentioned and we sort of shine a light on them and what they do in their career and what you know why think they're so brilliant so we've actually managed to get the book out to quite a few of the people that are featured in them and all of them have said to me when they've opened the page and looked at ellie's illustration oh look it's me which i think is a good sign (laughs) good i mean it's an incredible sign yeah they're all instantly recognizable and uh really exciting to learn about some people i didn't know much about joe was there anybody in particular that you were kind of kind of excited to put in the book i could have put a thousand people in the book that's the problem and I had to sort of whittle it down yeah everyone in it I'd say everyone in it I'm a fan of and they've all done amazing work I think where we've had to sort of whittle down to uh, uh, these three that are featured in the book that could have been many I've tried to choose people that also have another string to their bow or that also have another art form that they do. So, for example, Rosie Jones was mentioned there that Ellie drew so brilliantly. Well, she is known as a comedian and that is what she does and she's absolutely brilliant at it. But she's also a children's author. Mm. So she's a writer as well and she's published books and they are absolutely fab as well. In the music section, I had to put a drummer in there because I am a drummer and I thought, well, I can't have a book that I've written without a drummer. (laughs) So I put Questlove in it. Now, Questlove is a drummer who I love in a band called The Roots, but he's also co-written a children's book, believe it or not. We're all at it. And he's a film director. He's directed this amazing documentary called The Summer of Soul, which is all about a musical concert that happened in Harlem. So it sort of answers your question. I knew all the people I put in it. I've learned a little bit about some of them from doing the research, but I was a fan of all of them. And that's why they've sort of made it in there. Now, speaking of the music section, uh, first of all, like you mentioned, you're a drummer. Uh, you mentioned in the book that you were on tour with Sarah Bareilles, who I love because of the musical Waitress, one of my favourite musicals ever. <laughs> And you say that, you know, you uh, on stage, you were drumming on a suitcase. And I think it's really cool to to remind people that, like, you don't have to have all the equipment. You don't have to have all the tech and the high pressure stuff, right? You can just go out there and make stuff with what you've got. Absolutely. Yes. So I was out in America on this tour with Sarah Bareilles and I was playing with a musician friend of mine called David Ford and he was the opening act for Sarah so we were on the road with her band and and her and she's absolutely wonderful and she was so lovely and I've a bit like you I've loved her ever since and I've followed Mm -hmm. her fabulous career but yeah on the road in America rather than carting a whole drum kit around Dave said to me oh, I've got this suitcase, and it was a battered old leather thing. He said, I reckon it could make some good good sounds if we put a microphone in it. And I looked at him like he was absolutely mad (laughs) and then said, all right, well, I'm willing to try it. So he sort of rigged up this little microphone in it, that, and, and, and it was sort of sat, not floating in the box, but stuck sort of stuck to the side of the suitcase. And we rigged it up to the PA, and I used the palm of my hand on the front as the sort of bass drum. So you got this big thud and then I used my thumb on the top corner so which was a bit like a snare drum 
and you suddenly had this sort of boomy box with two different sounds on it. And he loved it so much, as did I, we played the whole set with it. I love it. That's amazing. I mean, to be honest, as a kid, I wanted to be a drummer and would get all the pots and pans out of my kitchen and slap slam them around. But uh, my parents less excited <laughs> about that. Very weird. weird. I've damaged so many of my mum and dad's pots and pans. I can't <laughs> tell you over the years. Um, yes, I was swiftly moved on to cushions. Oh, very wise. Okay, well done to mum and dad. Uh, Ellie, when you were looking through this book and you were doing the illustrations for it, was there any part in particular that you were like, oh, I didn't know this, or this is exciting to learn about? Because I'm, I'm guessing Joe maybe sent you the words and you got to draw around them. Well, to be honest, I'm a very big advocate of anything can be art. So, you know, I was in total agreement that, you know, all these um, different art forms are art. I loved all of it. But my favourite section, I think, is dance because I dance every single day. I think it's such an important part of enjoying yourself and getting those endorphins in. I love it. I was going to say to you, actually, is there a, obviously you're an amazing illustrator, but was there a bit of the book that you thought, you know what, yeah, I'd quite fancy being a poet or I'd, I'd quite like to be a musician. Is is dance your one then? I love all of it. I think as I've grown up, I've tried to do a bit of everything. I, I wanted to be a songwriter. I want to do this, I want to do that. But I think dance is the one that I've carried on to my age now as well as you know illustration and art and have you seen in the book there's uh, little bits where you can look up online certain bits that's been recommended have you done some of those as well like seen uh, some of the videos that joe's recommended i've seen um when i, so I had to illustrate a dance scene was it for who was it for the Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a goodie. That's a really good one. Joe, I, did, um, I listened to some of the music you recommended as I was mm. reading your book, which was quite quite a great way to do it, I've got to say. It's quite an eclectic mix, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. You've got some classical stuff in there. You've got Stevie Wonder in there. It was happy days, to be honest. <laughs> was there any art form in particular that you think is harder than others? Because for me personally, I think comedy is really hard, but maybe for other people it comes naturally. Or do you think it's just something you have to practice at? No, I, I, that's an interesting question, actually. I think I would probably say comedy and maybe dance just because of the amount of time you have to give dance, I think. You know, certain types. I mean, I can dance. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can dance. boogie. But, you know, Stephen McRae is in the book. He's a, a, a ballet dancer. And uh, when I met him uh, many years ago at the... Royal Opera House in in London, he sort of explained to me just how his sort of daily routine goes. And I mean, it's insane how much he has to stretch and strengthen and practice and everything, you know, even now at the top of his game or back then at the top of his game, you know, he really did have, have so much to do. So thinking and writing about dance made me really, really appreciate some of these professionals. But one thing I will say, obviously, is the book is encouraging everyone to do any art form they want. And we don't all have to be professional at it to enjoy it. So if, like me, you like to put a bit of Stevie Wonder on and have a boogie around your room, well, you're still dancing and you're still creating art. You don't have to be a professional dancer. But it's interesting you mentioned comedy as well, because I have a few jokes, you know, from <laughs> over the years that I keep up my sleeve but I could never do a whole routine, I don't think. And some of the amazing comedians that we see now and that I mentioned in the book are doing more than just telling jokes. They're coming up with stories. You know, they're telling a story within their whole show. It's theatre. And yeah, I just think that's such a skill and something I don't think I could ever do. It is. It is to me as well. It's a bit like magic, basically. <laughs> 
Now, before I let you guys go, I want to ask you, do you have any top tips? If someone's reading the book and thinking, this is an amazing thing and I love art, but I'm a bit overwhelmed. Where do I start? What would you recommend? Uh, Joe, you can go first. Well, great question. Okay. I would say this. Think about what you love personally. What excites you? What makes you happy? Is that music? And if so, Maybe read the music chapter, maybe look at the playlist that I've put in there, maybe have a think about a song you might like to sing or dissect and learn about the musical instruments in it. If it's not music, though, and it's something else like dance and you want to just have a dance around your room, I'd do that. I wouldn't be overwhelmed with the amount of choice in the book because you just have to find the one or the ones that work for you. Not everyone loves all forms of art and that's fine so choose the one or the ones that excite you the most and then concentrate on those oh good advice uh ellie do you have any top tips for how to get motivated into going into the world of art i think probably most people are doing things in their everyday life that they're unaware that is art and you know to look out for things that are sparking joy and helping you perhaps process emotions and how you do that do you like to sing in the shower? Do you like to, you know, write stories at school? Um, otherwise, I'd think about people that inspire you, people on telly, people in your family, your friends. What do they like to do? What do you like about them? And I think often, you know, I wanted to play saxophone for a while as a kid because I wanted to be Lisa Simpson, <laughs> like see what inspires you and bring that into your own life. Oh my goodness, I know that. I had that feeling as well. I ended up with a cello, not a saxophone, but very similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, Art is Everywhere is out right now. It's a proper joyous book to read, so I definitely recommend it. Uh, and thank you so much for telling us all about it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Big thank you to Joe and Ellie. Their book is brilliant and really inspiring as well. Uh, now, we should say the winners of the Yoto Carnegie Awards have been announced, and they're here to chat a little bit about winning the award and the books they've worked on. So first up, we've got Joe Todd Stanton, who won the Yoto Carnegie Shadower's Choice Medal for Illustration. Uh, this is for The Comet. So here we go. Hi, my name is Joe Todd Stanton, and I'm the writer and illustrator of uh, the children's book, The Comet. Uh, and I'm so happy to have won the Shadower's uh, Reader's Choice Award for the Carnegie Medals. Um, it's just an incredible uh, thing to be a part of. You know, whenever you're writing a children's book, it's always children that you have in mind when you're writing it so for them to actually vote for your book and enjoy it is uh, such an important thing um, when I wrote this book I was a bit nervous because most of the other books I've done have all been kind of fun adventure stories and this one felt a bit kind of more emotional and a bit kind of closer to things that actually happened in my childhood so it made me feel a bit more vulnerable um, so yeah to have that then still be seen by kids as something they love to read and still emotionally connect with is really important and um, yeah I'm so happy to have won. Next up, we have Ruta Zapetas, who won the Yoto Carnegie Shadower's Choice Medal for writing for I Must Betray You. Hi, this is Ruta Zapetis, author of I Must Betray You, and I am so shocked and delighted that I Must Betray You has won the Shadower's Choice Award today. Um, to win this award, to know that the readers have selected this means everything. Uh, I write about underrepresented history, and together, the readers are helping me bring history out of the dark. And uh, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Next up, we got a few words from Manon Stefan Ross, winner of the Yoto Carnegie Medal for writing for the Blue Book of Nebo. 
First question, what book would you really like to be translated so that we can read it? Oh, God, that's such a good question. That's a really strong start on your questions. Um, I think there's, a, there's an author in Welsh called Beth Anguanas, and she um, writes books for children and young people in Wales. And I think her books should be translated because they're warm, but they're really funny as well and quite easy to read. So I think basically anything by Beth Anguanas. Um... What inspired you to write The Blue Book of Never? I think I wrote it because I tend to write things that I'm scared of. So I was always really scared of some kind of nuclear disaster. And also, you know, because I'm my first language is Welsh and people are always kind of saying that Welsh is a dying language and that kind of thing. And I wanted to write the things that I was frightened of most and give them to other characters so that they, I could understand them a little bit better. Dylan was only six when it happened, so how do you stop him from mentioning things that he couldn't possibly know about? Is that why you brought in his mother's point of view? Yes, in a way, yeah, um, because he would only have her experience in a way. He would only know the things that she had told him, so I wonder what things she had left out as well there's lots that he wouldn't know um, but yeah it was quite useful for me to have those both both the narrators um, because, and one of them knew the old world and one of them didn't Finally how does it feel to win the Carnegie? Oh it's amazing my feet haven't touched the ground I was so nervous um, but you know when I was young I I love books and I love reading and I still love reading children's books and young adults books and I used to see this word Carnegie on the cover of some of my favourite books and I remember it because I didn't know how to pronounce it properly <laughs> and so I was thinking is that Carnegie or Carnegie or is it G Carnegie and so I remember it and the fact that my book is on that list of books now is just it means so so much to me it's a wonderful wonderful feeling and finally, we want to give a big shout out to Wei Enzung, who won the Yoto Carnegie Medal for illustration for his work on Saving Soria, Chang and the Sun Bear. Oh my goodness, quite a lot of people to celebrate there. Uh, congratulations to everybody who was shortlisted and everybody, of course, who won at the Yoto Carnegie Awards. And uh, thank you so much to everybody for sending their voice notes to us as well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember there's loads more book goss in lots of other Bookworms episodes. Just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'll be back super soon. In the meantime, remember to like, subscribe and follow wherever it is you get your pods from. Bye. Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!